Welcome to the Grow Gelt Podcast, where we talk about ups and downs, in and outs of fundraising for nonprofits. Our host is Elazar Green, CFRE, who specializes in communication, strategy, and donor relations. He's helped over 100 nonprofits raise millions of dollars. Every episode is designed to be 10 minutes or less, giving you just enough time to get the answers you need while juggling your busy schedule. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you for joining me as I navigate between the hills of Northern Maryland and Southern Pennsylvania. It is a crisp fall day, and I'm so glad you're here with me today as we discuss the ups and downs, bumps and bloopers, twists and turns of nonprofits. Today's topic I'm calling crucial conversations. Crucial conversations means when you have a question or a topic that you need to broach likely a donor, but it could be a board member, it could be an employee, could be an employer, and you don't quite know how to address the topic. It seems very weighty. It seems like there's really no gracious, no elegant way of addressing it. Let me give you an example. Let's say somebody calls you up and says, I would like to sponsor X, Y, and Z for $1,000. And you say, wonderful, that's fantastic, thank you so much, you do everything right, you send them a, a, a note, and you send them a text, and you thank them and you thank them and then they send you their gift and the gift is for about half of what you told them it would cost. So you have someone who thinks they're sponsoring X, Y, and Z for $1,000 and turns out that they only sent $495. And you don't know what to do. Do you just thank them and just move on? Do you do you thank them for a co-sponsorship? Do you call them up and say, hey, thanks for your deposit for a towards $1,000 and your balance is five hundred and nine? What do you do? What do you do? So today's topic is crucial conversations. It's a way to have a conversation with people, important conversations, weighty conversations, but conversations that must be had. Let me tell you a few things not to do. Number one, do not hide. Do not put your head in the ground do not move away from it do not just give up it's just not worth it these things happen and you need to be able to address it in a way that speaks to your position and to the cause that you serve if you would run away from every important weighty conversation nothing in the world would get done if everyone would do that nobody would be married nobody would have a job nobody would have kids if you moved away from every single important conversation in the world weighty conversation just that's not how things get done so you have to understand that, that important conversations weighty conversations the most difficult conversation to have is really how the world and your life moves forward. And it's important to get practice doing it. Even if this particular one is not so important, it's important to get practice in how to do it. So here's how to do it as a fundraiser, as a director of development, as a small profit, small nonprofit, whatever you are, whoever you are, this is the way to have a conversation. Number one, you want to void yourself of all emotion. Sometimes you get too emotionally invested in a particular item or particular ask and what happens is your emotion gets matched by other people's emotions if you call up a person or if you conf con confront a person and you're asking him where's the rest of the money or how do we how are you going to pay for the rest of the money or or you're scared you need to very very intentionally and mindfully get rid of all the emotional baggage that's behind this question 
Your job now is not to get a yes or to get the question the way you want it to be, get the result the way you want it to be. Your job is for clarity. And for clarity, you need to be analytical. You need to be cold. You need to be void of all emotion. That's step one. Remember what this is about. This is about your cause. This is about making sure a donor's wishes gets taken care of. This is not about you being emotionally invested in a particular outcome. That's step number one. Step number two, once you're able to do that, you have to be able to mentally give all the power into or to the other person. This works really only for uh, donations and donors, so not necessarily in other areas of your life, although it could have relevance there. But remember that we're talking about money here and, and fundraising and donors. So you have to be able to mentally give all the power over to the other person. Here's how, well, wait a second. Before I tell you how an example, I will tell you one more rule. And, you, and the other rule is you have to give clear choices to the other person. Okay, so the three steps are number one, void yourself of, every, of any emotion. Number two, make sure to give complete power in your head mentally to the other person. And number three, make sure to give that person a clear choice as to which way you want to go or which way, what are the options? not which way you want to go. Make sure to give them a clear choice of what the options are. So let's give you the example that we're using. Someone gave you $485 towards a $1,000 pledge that they said they would do. Here is how you would work it. Number one, that you have to remember that this is not about you. This is not about your organization. This is not about anything that you're emotionally invested in. This is just trying to understand what the donor wants to do. Number two, mentally be okay with either of the outcomes. Whatever you choose what to tell them, make sure you're mentally okay with it. Number three, call them up and say, hey, Bob, I'd like to run something by you. Do you have a minute? Very analytical, very cold. Sure, what do you got? Well, I don't know if you remember, but two weeks ago, I thought I had the conversation with you about a pledge for X, Y, and Z for $1,000. And this week, I got a check from you for $485. And before I tell you my question, I just want to tell you that whatever you decide to do, I'm perfectly okay with and I'm grateful for. Whatever you can do, it's absolutely fine. I do want to make sure that you understand where your head is at. I want to make sure that your wishes are fulfilled. And I want to make sure that whatever you want to do is taken care of. So my question is, is the 485 towards the $1,000 or was there a misunderstanding and you only intended to give $485 in the first part? If there is, that's what you tell them. Now, be absolutely crystal clear that if there's a misunderstanding, it's a misunderstanding on your end. The donor didn't misunderstand. The donor wanted to do what the donor wanted to do. That's not a misunderstanding. If there is a misunderstanding, it's a misunderstanding on your end. So you see something along the lines of, did I misunderstand and you intended to give $485 or did you intend to give $1,000 and there is a mistake somewhere else or either this is a deposit or, or a mistake somewhere else. Again, be perfectly okay with whatever it is that they tell you. And in this way, by giving them the credit and making crystal clear that you are just trying to fulfill the wishes of the donor, then they 
they will be happy to respond in a way that does not affect the relationship. Just be gracious, be elegant, thank them, thank them, and thank them, whatever they decide, and you move on. Do not spend emotional energy on how do I ask, what should I say, and what's going to happen, and oh, if only I would have said this, and only if I said that. Life is just too short, and it's just not worth it. Figure out, again, how to avoid yourself from emotional baggage related to this question. Number two, be okay with either outcome. Number three, give them a clear, articulate choice and be okay with whatever they choose. More often than not, they'll choose the way you want them to. But once in a while, they're going to choose the other way. And that's okay. You have to be okay with it. And that is how you have a crucial conversation with a donor. On a similar vein, there's something in customer service that they teach. If somebody calls up, let's say you are the operator of a hotel, you're the manager, work in the front desk, someone calls up and says, hello, I can't believe there's a spider in my room. What kind of hotel are you running anyway where you keep spiders everywhere? We would like to request a room in the spider-free section of the hotel, please. So there's two ways as a manager you can deal with it. Number one, you can mirror the emotion that's in that and get all hoity-toity and say, I'm sorry, ma'am or sir, there is no way we can control the navigation and location of every single spider in this hotel, but we are happy to send an exterminator up there and take another look around if you like. That's one way of doing it. And what happens usually, like a mirror, emotional emotions mirror emotions and people start to fight back. What do you mean? I've been to a thousand hotels. Do you know who I am? Oh, we know who you are. You call us every time you're here. How can we not know? And it gets bigger and bigger. And before you know it, there's a huge explosion somewhere. This is one way of dealing with someone who has an issue. Another way is divesting yourself from all emotion and leaning into whatever it is that they're saying. There's a spider in my room. Really? That sounds horrible. I bet you when I go places that are three or four or five star hotel, I would be horrified if I saw a spider in my room. And then you pause, you wait. You make them sure that they feel like they know that they're acknowledged. You mirror back what they said to you in a way that you are on their side. That's horrible. There's a spider in your room. I would be devastated if I, I would probably burn the whole room down just to get rid of the spiders. Exaggerate it. Make it, make it sure that they understand how hard they are feeling right now, how bad they're feeling right now, how miserable they're feeling right now. Oftentimes, that alone will take them by surprise, and then they say to themselves, whoa, okay, this is new. Uh, what, uh, what do we do here? And they'll say, oh, I would like a new room. Then you say, ooh, I totally understand why you would like a new room. There's a spider in your room. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to give you a new room, we are completely sold out of rooms that is of the quality that we'd like to give you. Here's what I can do for you instead. I would like to send up an exterminator just to take another look around to be sure that was just a one-off lost spider and that there is no real infestation. Is that okay with you? Can we do that? Most likely, they'll calm down and be reasonable and say, sure, that is most likely what will happen. The point of all this is when dealing with questions that are emotionally laden, it's so important to remove the emotion from it in order to be able to come to a peaceful, calm, 
and clear resolution. That's my tip of the day. My name is Eliza Green. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to wish you much success. And thank you for making this world a lighter and brighter place. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Grow Gelt Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you think a friend may enjoy it, please feel free to pass it on. To have your question featured on the show or to send us some feedback as to how we're doing, please send an email to egreen at growgelt.com.